Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. I appreciate you listening and making us a part of this Red Friday. We will get you ready for Super Wild Card Weekend between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. We have a lot planned over the course of the next four hours. We'll be joined by Zach Krantz, who covers the Miami Dolphins down in the 305. We'll be joined in studio by Nate Taylor of The Athletic. Benny Heiss will also join us in the show today. We will take your phone calls, 913-586-7610, and we will get you ready for the start of the postseason here in Kansas City. We got a lot to get into. We're not going to waste a whole lot of time today. Let's go to you know what to do rob pizza time on the drive carrington dial me up right now caller number six wants a pizza from our friends over at pizza tasio 913-586-7610 pizza tasio is kansas city's best new york style pizza and they've taken over the town they got a new location in waldo plus they got locations in op it's my home pizza tasio least some at midtown north kc st joe and lawrence so whether it's cinder block tonight and maybe need a whole pie or maybe you're just heading home on a slice or two be sure to visit them now at pizzatasio.com that's pizza t-a-s-c-i-o.com i need you guys to do me a couple of favors number one i need you listening to the drive each day at two o'clock and i need you to tell one friend you don't got to tell two friends but if you want some of the best pizza in kansas city and some of the best playoff coverage in the city then there's only one place to get it and it's here with the drive on 610 sports radio a lot of you have been very disappointed in rob's commentary this week and feel like rob has been Very harsh on the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I don't share in Rob's pessimism about the Kansas City Chiefs, but I do think you have to acknowledge that some of the points that Rob has made have been very fair points. There have been three things that have sort of defined the Chiefs in 2023-2024 season. Those things have been drops, penalties, and turnovers. This team has more drops than any team in the National Football League. They have the most penalized player in the National Football League with Jawan Taylor. They are minus 11 in turnover differential. They are one of the most turnover-prone teams in the National Football League. If this team is going to turn things around 
and play at the level that I believe many of us think that they are capable of playing at, they are going to have to correct some of those mistakes. If you've been listening to the show, you know that my favorite Rocky movie is Rocky Three. Oh, I love the storyline. Mick dies. Mr. T disrespects Adrian. I love that movie. And you remember there was a scene with Apollo Creed where he is screaming at Rocky and he says, there is no tomorrow. You guys know the scene that I'm talking about. That's where we are with the Kansas City Chiefs. All the excuses, all of the rhetoric that we have heard around the Kansas City Chiefs, it is now time for you to pay up. There is no, well, they keep picking on Jawan Taylor. Oh, well, the ref should have told Kadarius Tony to step back. If you're put in that situation, your season is over. We have heard the Chiefs say the same tone after every mistake. Hey, we got the guys here in this locker room to fix it. We believe that we're going to fix it. We're still confident. This is still a championship team. Chiefs kingdom believe in us, trust in us. And a lot of you do believe in them. I still have belief in the Kansas City Chiefs. But we have to acknowledge that tomorrow and the next couple of weekends, this is it. There is no more room for error. There is no more room for mistakes. And those mistakes get you eliminated from the postseason. Some of you have been upset at my commentary over the course of the season that I've not placed a lot of this at the feet of Patrick Mahomes. I don't think the Chiefs did a great job this season of putting parts and pieces around him for this offense to flourish. They're 15th in the NFL in scoring this year. It's not because they got worse at quarterback. It's because, to me, they got worse at a lot of things around the quarterback. But that's not here when I'm, uh, what I'm here to talk to you about. This is what I'll put on Patrick Mahomes. This offense has been defined in a lot of ways by his mistakes this year. You can put those mistakes on other people, the drops, the inconsistency, and a lot of people have to wear those mistakes as well. But this season, we have seen the worst version of Patrick Mahomes that we have seen since he has been a starter in the National Football League. This is his worst quarterback rating. This is the season that he has thrown the most interceptions that we have seen. He also has taken more sacks than he has taken in years past. We can come up with our own theories on why that has been the case, but the Chiefs have noticeably worse quarterback play this year than they have had over the first few years of Patrick Mahomes being a starter. If this team is going to get hot and go on a run over the course of the next three weeks, they're going to do so because Patrick Mahomes is better at protecting the football than he was this season. Look back to last season. Patrick Mahomes threw a lot of interceptions last year. It wasn't like Patrick Mahomes had a year in which he only threw five interceptions. He threw 12 last season. Not a small number, but obviously not a big number. This year, that went up to 14. Again, the most that he has thrown. You want to know what he played in the postseason? He played picture-perfect football. He completed 70% of his passes last postseason. He didn't throw in interceptions. He didn't get sacked in the Super Bowl. When the Chiefs needed him to answer the call and play his best football of the year, He elevated his play, and that is one of the many reasons that we think that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. We can talk about a lot of the other things. Usually what defines you in the postseason is how great your quarterback is and can your quarterback overcome some of the mistakes that are obviously going to happen over the course of 60 minutes. 
You are going to have drops. You are going to have penalties. You are going to have mistakes at some point this postseason. And your confidence and your trust, the belief that you have is that your quarterback is good enough to overcome them. That's why you pick teams like Kansas City to win this single elimination tournament. Teams like Baltimore, teams like Buffalo. That's why you pick them because you believe in their quarterback. If this team is going to be able to navigate the next couple of weeks, they are going to do that because their quarterback is much more careful with the football than I think he was at times over the course of the season. They need this version of Patrick Mahomes. And if they get this version of Patrick Mahomes and they run the football effectively and they play defense the way that they're capable of playing, they are going to be difficult for any team to knock out of this tournament regardless of where that game is played. If you get this Patrick Mahomes that threw seven touchdown passes last postseason, no interceptions, could run on third down when he needed to, we saw that against Philadelphia last year, and protected the football, I don't know how easy it's going to be to eliminate this team. So I want to start today's conversation, and we can read your text, we can take your phone calls, but all of the conversations to me about the Chiefs really center around two things. This is it. The Chiefs, to me, have pushed this thing down the road at almost every single turn and told you we are going to figure it out. Now, the Chiefs didn't get the bye week in the way that all of us wanted to, but Patrick didn't play last week. Travis Kelsey didn't play last week. McDuffie didn't play. Sneed didn't play. Isaiah Pacheco didn't play. For the most part, the core of your team got a rest last week. For the most part, the guys that are going to help you advance in this single elimination tournament, they got an opportunity to recuperate, rest up, and they are going to be as healthy as you can be for a January football game. And you're going to need those players to play at a relatively high level if you're going to be able to navigate the next couple of weeks. This is by far and away the hardest path that they will have had to go through if this team wants to get back to the Super Bowl. You are not going to have some of the home protections that you've had. If you win this game, we believe that you're going to have to go on the road to Buffalo next week. And I think that is going to be the hardest game that they have had in this entire postseason run, going on the road to a team that you know has had that game circle and is looking to get some postseason revenge against the Kansas City Chiefs. But we can deal with next week when next week gets here, and let's focus on this week against the Miami Dolphins. I'm excited for Tyreek Hill to come back. If you believe in the NFL script and the football gods, they owed us this. We got cheated the first time. Maybe I'm the only one that cares about this storyline, and I don't care. Somebody who just loves and appreciates the NFL. With all the talking that Tyree Kill has done over the course of the last two years, eventually he had to face all of you. He had to. For all the podcasts, for all the comments that he has dropped in the media eventually he was going to have to step on the field in front of Andy Reid in front of Patrick Mahomes and in front of 80,000 people that want nothing more than for him to fail and play poorly because that is just the way that sports work so I am very excited about tomorrow's game I expect it to be a very good very competitive very exciting game between the Chiefs and the Dolphins on Super Wildcard Weekend Coming up, we'll actually take a trip down to Miami to be joined by Zach Krantz and get his opinion, get the Miami perspective of Super Wild Card Weekend between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Catch Nate Taylor in studio every Friday starting at 4 o'clock. And if you miss any of the conversation, listen on demand with the Odyssey app and 610sports.com.
This is The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Let's go to the phone lines right now. I'll be joined by Zach Kranz with WQAM down in Miami to take a closer look at Super Wild Card Weekend between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Zach. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jack, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great, Carrington. I'm just uh, preparing myself for the uh, frigid weather in Kansas City. And when I mean that, I'm saying I'm not coming up there. I'm staying in the 70-degree weather in Miami because everything scares me about what that weather looked like. Zach, why'd you have to do that? I mean, that's not the kind of energy we're starting this phone call with, right? <laughs> I just, it's, you know, when, when, you, when a kid grows up in South Florida his whole life and pulls on a sweatshirt when it's, you know, 62 degrees outside and then sees what the weather might look like in Kansas City, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm excited to watch it, but I'm excited to watch it on TV at this point. They are using terms like dangerously cold to describe the weather <laughs> for Saturday's game, and you and I have the same idea. You wouldn't catch me out there watching this game. No chance. I'm, I hope it's a great game. I hope it's fun. I hope it's right down to the wire, and I hope that I have a nice cozy seat on my couch Saturday night. So, Zach, you and I had this conversation back in October. Let's have it today. I think that Miami is a really good team if you were playing teams that aren't in the postseason. Like, if you're going against Washington, Miami is incredible. If you're playing the Giants or Carolina, I mean, who knows? Miami might score 70 points this year. But if you were playing one of the premier teams in the league, if you're playing Buffalo, if you're playing Kansas City, if you're playing Baltimore, I just don't have a lot of confidence in Miami to win those games. They haven't won those games all year. Yeah, I'll tell you what. They haven't shown... Uh, anything besides the points that we made months ago, weeks ago, whatever it was. Like, they haven't even shown uh, that at all. They've come close. They beat Dallas, so I guess we give them a little bit of credit for that. Dallas is a playoff team. But 
everyone else they faced in, and it's a playoff team, they haven't really put their best showing out there or they've lost the game in just weird ways. Like, you know, just they couldn't, they couldn't, they, they fumble a snap or they do the, it's just something crazy at those moments. The closest game outside of the win against Dallas, I think was Kansas city and Germany. And that's the craziest fact of them all is that if they would have had a half decent first half, maybe it was a better game in Germany against Kansas city. And now you're here. You're Tyreek wanted to go home. He's finally getting to go home to KC. The storylines are all over the place too. In the cold weather, Dolphins can't beat a good team. There's just so many different storylines. The storyline I want to see is how this team is ready to go Saturday night, how Mike McDaniel gets his team ready to go. I don't care if it's 20 degrees below zero and a wind chill or 150 degrees at Hard Rock Stadium where, where teams are complaining it's so hot. you got to come out. It's a playoff game. You haven't won a playoff game since I was in my 20s. At Carrington, I'm in my mid-40s now. Okay, it's been that long just for a playoff win. Forget about a Super Bowl. Just a playoff win. So let's get there. Let's see what happens Saturday night with this team. And a lot rests on Mike McDaniel's shoulders. I know he's not going to throw the ball, catch the ball, tackle, or, or kick a field goal, but he is the head guy for this team. And I think a lot of pressure is on Mike McDaniel to make sure this team is ready to go Saturday for kickoff. Right now we're talking to Zach Krantz of WQAM down in Miami. You mentioned the Tyreek Hill storyline. It obviously is a big deal here with him coming home. They should have played this game at Arrowhead back in October, but it got moved to Germany. How big of a storyline is it there? You know what? I don't think it's as big as – I don't think it's as big as it probably is in Kansas City for just the, 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 the real point of the last two weeks with Dolphins have been terrible. Uh, you lose two really bad games where you could have possibly gotten the number one seed. We can go back to the Tennessee game even about a month ago where they blew that game. But that Baltimore and that Buffalo game at the end of the season took so much energy out of this team and out of this town – that we're just you're limping into the playoffs and really li- literally limping in the playoffs because of injuries too. But I think the Tyree Kill story would have been bigger is if you know if this team was the number one seed and they were going to can you know or there were the two, this is the AFC Championship game. I think at this point, Dolphin fans and media down here are just like we're in, we're in the playoffs. We can't afford to lose another game now. Tyree Kill going back to Kansas City. Should be a monster headline, not just in Kansas City, not just down here, but for the NFL in general, because you're talking about one of the most dynamic players in the league, if not the most dynamic player in the league. I hope he's at 80%. That's the thing to a Tyreek. You saw him play the last couple of weeks. He, he's limping a little here, limping a little here. Tua tried to kill him last week in a, for a couple of plays in that Baltimore game, too, where he threw the ball over the, the middle of the field and almost got Tyreek crushed. And, and I was just like, oh, my God, is he even going to be okay for the playoffs at this point? Um, I'll – when kickoff happens and Tyreek gets on the field, I think that first and, and second drive and maybe the last drive of the game are going to be really big if that Dolphins team is still in it. But the storyline, yeah, I would think it would be bigger down here, but it's not as big as I thought, or, or probably it should be. So we talked about this yesterday on the show. I feel like every quarterback that's just not one of those premier quarterbacks, but like not bad, they just get compared to Alex Smith. Oh, that guy reminds me of Alex Smith. It doesn't matter if it's Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo here in Kansas City. People just compare them to Alex Smith. I kind of feel like that's what Tua is, that of all the quarterbacks that we say, hey, this guy reminds me of Alex Smith. I feel like that's Tua. If you give Tua everything, great run game, great weapons on the outside, Tua's capable. I feel like if you take one or more of those things away, he is a drastically different quarterback. Do you trust that Tua can win a game like this? 
I, you know what? That is a, a, a awesome, great question, awesome question, and something that's been kind of thrown around here with the whole percep- uh, perception of they can't beat a good team. I, I hope Tua can do it. I don't want to hear an excuse after the game if they lose that it was the weather or it was this or it was that. Tua, good for Tua when he does come out and have a bad game to come out and say it. But this is so big for him, I think. He's going to get the extension no matter what. I just think, and I talked about it on the podcast the other day, too, with a couple of people. I think there's such a difference in a win and a loss for Tua, especially this week when it comes to that extension, because if he doesn't win and the narrative is still around him, he can't do it without everybody full strength around him. He can't do it in cold weather. He can't do this. Can't, 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 can't. Then I think he gets an extension, but I don't think he gets that Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow money. It gets underneath that. If he can win in Kansas City and he can put up a good game, and it's possible Waddle, I don't know what the deal is with Waddle. He didn't look great in practice uh, yesterday and the day before. He just looked like there was still a little bit of a limp there. So he's not going to be at 100%, I think, when it comes to throwing the ball. Plus, in that weather, who knows what it's going to look like. But if Mostert plays and that run game is there, it's going to take a lot of pressure off Sue. So go back to your original question. Do I think he can win it? I do think he can, but I don't think it's going to be on his arm. I think he might be the quarterback of the winning team, but I don't think it's going to be a game where he throws two or three or four touchdowns to win this game. I think it's going to be one of those dragging out defensive uh, games, uh, especially for the Dolphins. And that's, I'm sure, the game plan going in. So do I think he could win? Yes. Is he going to be the winning quarterback for the team? Yes. Is he going to be the reason they win the game? I don't think so. So I'm looking at the Daniel Jones contract. He signed for four years, $160 million back in March of last season. Is that the kind of deal you're thinking with Tua, that at the end of this season, that's what the Dolphins and their quarterback agree to somewhere in that ballpark? If the season ends Saturday night at midnight, 1 a.m., that's his contract, I think, in my eyes. If they go another week or two weeks or the miraculous happens and he gets to that Super Bowl in a couple of weeks, I think it's going to be closer to that big number, that Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow money, you know, that money because of the fact that the first question with him was, can he, you know, play? Is he durable enough to, to last the season he did this year? He put up MVP numbers for the first five or six weeks of this year, and then it kind of dropped off a little bit and had a couple of games where he wasn't there. I think that this game, it's funny you said Daniel Jones because the example someone used with me the other day was a loss gets in Daniel Jones money, a win and a couple wins gets him closer to Justin Herbert Burrow money, and maybe somewhere in between if he just wins one game and doesn't do it in that second game. He, it's just unbelievable the narrative with Tua right now because last year at this time, is he or two years ago at this time, will he even be on this Dolphins roster by year five? And now it's how big of the extension is going to be. But I think a win or a loss this week and the, and the coming weeks is going to determine how many – or how many numbers above 40 are going to be on that contract? Right now, we're talking to Zach Krantz of WQAM down in Miami, taking a closer look at the Miami Dolphins ahead of Super Wildcard Weekend between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. You've mentioned the injuries for the road team. How much of a toll has that taken on the Dolphins as we have closed out this regular season? Oh, major. I mean, major, major, major. Dolphins defense was built this season on pass rushing, I was uh, Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, Andrew Van Ginkle. All those guys were having pretty good to really good seasons. All of them are gone. None of them are going to play in this game. Jerome Baker came back for one game, uh, you know, out the IR, played in last week's game. Actually had one of the best tackles of the game right at the goal line to stop them at the goal line. He's not playing uh, Saturday night. He's on the IR. 
Javon Holland, all you know, could be an all-pro safety. This guy, he is really good. I'm not sure he's going to play on Saturday night. Uh, Xavier Howard, number two cornerback for this team, part of one of the better duos of cornerbacks in this entire league. He's not going to be out there Saturday night. We're talking about five or six guys on defense and the possibility of one or two guys on that offense not playing. You want to talk about, and I said it earlier, limping into the playoffs. Miami would be the poster child right now for a team that's limping into the playoffs. So I'm looking at the offense for Miami, and the first time that these two teams played each other, they didn't have Devon A-Chain. He had a fantastic rookie year, ran for almost 800 yards this year, had a couple monster games. How different is that offense when he's there as opposed to when he's not? Uh, I think you'll you'll see a major difference Saturday night if Mostert and A-Chain's out there because of the fact that he both those guys are super fast. I mean, when all these guys are healthy, if you want to put a four-by-one-hundred relay team together, Dolphins could probably compete with anyone, uh, you, know, for, you know, Olympic trial-wise. But he just came – he's a speeding bullet. When he gets a little bit of space, he hits it. He hits that hole as hard and as fast as I've seen guys do it in the NFL in the last couple of years and most are two. When the two of those guys are two-headed monster, this offense is totally different than when they're not both there. We've seen it in the last five or six weeks. We saw it in Kansas City. Uh, he just – A-Chain makes a difference. He does make a difference on the team, but it's a bigger difference when it's him and Mostert out. They're both kind of splitting carries. I don't know if A-Chain's the kind of guy right now. Maybe not this year. Maybe not even next year. Maybe in a couple of years that could do 20, 25, 30 carries like, a, you know, one of those – the number one running back can do. I just think that if he's out there and Mostert's out there, you're going to see a much different offense than you saw even in Kansas City for Tua and Mike McDaniel. Zach, which of those injuries do you think has the biggest effect on this Dolphins team with all the players that are banged up or missing? Oof. I would say, honestly, pick your choice of any of those three defensive linemen. Uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, we're talking about guys that have eight-plus sacks each. Uh, you know, j- j- I don't know what Phillips' final number was before he got hurt, but if you added one of those guys to the team right now, I think the defense would be a lot better than it is today. You had to pick up guys like Bruce Irvin uh, this past week. There were There were – uh, and Dominican Sue came into the facility a couple of weeks back. This is how banged up that front four is. Forget about the front seven, that front four. But if you told me that Bradley Chubb, Andrew Van Ginkle, or Jalen Phillips would be back and healthy for this game this weekend, I feel a lot more comfortable rushing the quarterback and getting to Patrick Mahomes. Without him, it's going to be a bit of a struggle. You're going to see a, you're going to see Christian Wilkins at times probably go off to the end instead of being in the interior. And Christian Wilkins is a very good interior player. So I don't want them to change too much, but they have to uh, because of personnel more than anything else. So, yeah, so if I had my choice right now, uh, I know Xavier Howard is, is an all-pro and a guy that can be really good. Jerome Baker is an awesome middle linebacker when he's out there. He always leads the, league, or the team in tackles. But if I could have someone back offensively or defensively right now, I'd pick one of those three uh, the pass rushers for sure. Zach, what's the confidence level amongst fans in Miami? Just here in Kansas City, overwhelming confidence, overwhelming optimism about this game. Now, if that could change in the next round, if they got to go on the road to Buffalo, but at least right now, almost everybody thinks they are winning this week against Miami. I'm curious on the flip side, how are people down there feeling heading on the road, coming to Arrowhead for, uh, for Saturday's game? I think more worried about the weather than anything else. And of, of course, obviously the injuries, but it's weird too, because I think there was a little bit of, sigh of relief, as crazy as that sounds, that they weren't going to play Buffalo again next week. Because Buffalo has his team's number more than anyone else, especially the last four or five years. Josh Allen has dominated this Dolphins team. And I think if somehow, some way, 
either if they would have won that game last week and then hosted Buffalo again, or if, so, if, if the numbers were crazy enough with a tie, another tie, they probably would have played Pittsburgh. I don't think they wanted Buffalo. And I think when Buffalo wasn't a team on the docket and Kansas City was, there was a little bit of a sigh of relief. I don't know why, because as far as I'm concerned, I, I can look up the roster right now. Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, and guys like that are still on that roster. As long as they are, Kansas City is definitely one of the most dangerous teams in the playoffs at this point, outside of being defending champs. Uh, but, yeah, I do think that there is a little – it's not as much negative as there is positive outside of the weather stuff. I think if they, they put these two teams on the field together, I think some fans still think the Dolphins have a chance or a good chance. Um, but I think with the injuries and the weather, some people are kind of saying the, the, the season's over at this point. Zach, I'm going to get you out of here with this. Chiefs win if, Dolphins win if. Chiefs win if they can control the line of scrimmage and not let any of the Dolphin defenders get to Pat Mahomes. I think if they can control it, they're going to win that game, and Dolphins are not going to have a shot. And the Dolphins win if that run game is what we all expect that run game to look like. And I'm talking about 40 to 45 rushes split between two or three guys and that offensive line playing good. One of the most, one of the craziest parts of this Dolphins team this year has been how well that offensive line plays at times. And it's like their 10th, 11th, or 12th different starting lineup and that, for that front five. So, yeah, if the Dolphins can run the ball as well as they want to, Dolphins have a chance. If the Chiefs can hold that line of scrimmage and just dominate that line of scrimmage, I don't think the Dolphins have a chance at all. That is Zach Krantz joining us on the show today with WQAM down in Miami, taking a closer look at Super Wild Card Weekend between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Zach, I always appreciate your time, my man. Thanks a lot for hopping on today. Harrington, thanks for always having me on. I appreciate it. And I will uh, text you from my couch Saturday night uh, when I have the blanket around me and my kids sleeping and I got an ice-cold beer in my hand. I'm going to be doing the exact same thing, Zach. I appreciate you, my man. That's our guy, Zach Krantz, joining us on the show today. Happy to catch up with him and take a closer look at Saturday's game. Rob, hit the news. First to breaking news in Kansas City Sports Radio. Alabama has a new head coach. Head coach at the University of Washington, Kalen DeBoer. He is leaving Washington, and he is going to accept the job at Alabama. Now, that news has been out for a little bit, but this news hasn't. From Pete Thamel of ESPN, Washington will be an attractive job. Officials there, for now, won't have any college market competition. A quick list in no order. Lance Leipold, Jed Fish, Matt Campbell, Ryan Grubb, he's their offensive coordinator, Barry Odom, Chris Kleiman, Kyle Whittingham, and Dave Clawson. Those are some of the shortlist candidates for the Washington job. It seems like at this point, if there is a college opening, that's not one of the marquee, like Lance Leipold was never going to be the next head coach at Alabama. If you're in that second or third tier, it just seems like Lance Leipold and Chris Kleiman's name is always going to come up. Now, I want to be clear here. I don't think that Chris Kleiman is taking this job. Of all the jobs that have been offered or he has been linked to, this is by far the most desirable one that he could have taken. Washington is a really, really good job. You can win the national championship in Washington. Of all the jobs that we have seen him thrown out for, Nebraska, there have been a couple other ones. The Washington is by far and away the most interesting one that has ever come up. Washington is a better job than Texas A&M. Washington is a better job than Nebraska. It is a better job of a handful of the ones that have come up in the last couple of years. So I don't think he's taking it. I don't think the Lance Leipold is taking it. 
Washington would be very interesting. Put me down that they are going to promote their offensive coordinator. I think that Ryan Grubb is going to be the next head head coach for UW. I too think it's going to be Ryan Grubb over at UW. Honestly, it's a weird list that Pete Thamel point out. I agree with you on Lance Leipold. I agree with you on Barry Odom, Matt Campbell, whoever his agent is needs a raise. He's connected to every job that has happened from 2015. to now, if there's a job, Matt Campbell's name always pops up. The guy at BYU is a fascinating name to me. BYU has been good. And he's been the reason they're good. The big 10 is a better, better conference than the big 12. I'm fascinated by not just the names, but the amount of names on this list that are big 12 coaches. That is the future of college sports, the way it's currently set up. It is going to be the Big 12 is viewed as a feeder league for the real schools. Because if we look at Pete Thamel's list, it's Big 12, Lance Leipold. Big 12, Jed Fish. Big 12, Matt Campbell. Big 12, Chris Kleiman. Big 12, Kyle Whittingham. Big 12, the coach at BYU, whose name I can't pronounce. I apologize. Like, five of the Big 12 coaches are now linked to the UW job. Conference realignment has gotten weird. There was a time where power five to power five was rarefied air. Not anymore. I want to read a tweet to you guys really quickly. And we'll get back to very serious football things here coming up in a bit. You guys know how sometimes like you might make fun of your little brother. But if somebody else makes fun of your little brother, you're ready to fight. You know what I'm talking about? So Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated, he replied to a tweet from Joe Shad. You guys might remember Joe Shad used to be a college football writer. He now is the beat writer for the Miami Dolphins. So Joe Shad was talking about the weather outside, and I don't got to tell you guys outside, it's frightful. Albert Breer replied to it and said, I think Kansas City might have the worst weather in the country They have sweltering heat with stifling humidity all summer. It's also colder than Chicago or Detroit or Boston with bone-chilling wind in the winter plus tornadoes. Albert Breer, watch your mouth. I can joke about the Kansas City weather. Born and raised here. I'm not accepting this from Albert. The worst weather in the country. You're telling me that we get worse weather than Des Moines, Iowa. You're telling me that you rather, from a weather standpoint, you rather live in Minnesota, Minneapolis than here. No. Detroit? No. I refuse. I've never been to Montana before, but I assure you our climate is better. I'm not accepting this from Albert Breer. The worst weather in the country. It sucks outside. It's not that bad. You can drive. You can get around. I'm not taking this. No. I want Albert Breer to apologize. He might be the first person. We've already removed friend of the show label from Albert Breer. We might not even try to get him back on the show. This is one of the most disrespectful things that anybody has ever said about where we live. The worst in the country? Absolutely not. No chance. I'm not saying it's great. Not at all. But we can make these jokes. I'm not accepting this from an outsider like Albert Breer, who grew up in the Boston area. No, not at all. Can we talk about the tornado part for a minute? I'm 33 years old. 
you're what, 34, 35? We're in the same ballpark. How many tornadoes have you seen rip through Kansas City? Where is this mindset that tornadoes are just ever abound? Yes, we get severe weather. It happens. I'm aware of that. There are watches. There are warnings. Everyone stands in their garage, has a beer, and wonders, wonder where the storm's coming from. It's very Midwest guy energy. But has there been this slew of tornadoes that just happened before my lifetime? Because the notion of tornadoes seems stem more from narrative and bias about the Wizard of Oz than reality. This is one of the most ridiculous stances I've ever heard. I mean, I've been to Des Moines. It stinks. It's awful. I'm not believe. No, I'm not. I'm not going to let Albert Breer get that off. Not at all. Someone said, I wear this as a badge of honor. We're tough here. I don't know about that. I think maybe now you're taking it to the extreme. You want to know how I know? They can't give Chiefs tickets away now at this point. They're, they're damn near begging you to come to the game. I don't know if I would say that we're tough here. But it is definitely not the worst that it could possibly be in the entire United States. No. I refuse. I don't mind the summer. You guys know that. I don't mind the summer. I love it. It's certainly better than whatever we got going on outside because this stinks. Absolutely stinks. All right, coming up on the other side, Rob, we have been joined by Miami guests all week. We've asked them, Chiefs win if, Dolphins win if. We're going to compile those answers for you, and I'll answer the question. This is what I think Kansas City needs to do, and this is what I think the Dolphins need to do if they want to come on the road and pull off the upset. We'll do that on the other side. Keep it right here. It's the drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. I'm here to tell you, I was ready to risk it all for Dolly Parton. Brought to you by Deepest Quali Moore. Remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Coming up at the top of the hour, I want to tell you guys how the Chiefs have locked up premier wide receivers in the National Football League this season. So we have asked various guests that we have had this week, hey, Chiefs win if, Dolphins win if. You know what Rob took the time to do? He took the time to go back and cut what they had to say. So let's play it for you. Here is O.J. McDuffie. He is one of the most important Dolphins in their history. He is in the Dolphins ring of honor. We asked him that question. Chiefs win if, Dolphins win if. Here was his answer. 
Well, the Chiefs win if they are the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs are their their champs. You know, and um, they know how to get it done. So if they go out there and play their style of football on offense and, and, a, and a great defense now, they'll, they'll win this football game. The Dolphins really have to be mistake-free. If we're not mistake-free, uh, it's going to be a long day for us. They have to find a way to stop the run, um, which has been tough on us. Uh, we almost gave up 500 yards last week to Buffalo. Um, that has to change in order for us to be successful. And we know the Chiefs, when they're hot and they're rolling, uh, they can put some points on the board. Hopefully the weather, you know, makes a neutral playing field for everybody. and We get a chance. We, we, at least we have a fighter's chance, right? So going through the box score last week, Miami didn't really do a good job stopping the run. And Buffalo was committed last week to running the football. They ran it 36 times. They got 128 yards. Josh Allen ran the football effectively. And you guys know once you get him going and downhill, it is going to be a long day for you. I cannot imagine. Well, I can't imagine trying to tackle Isaiah Pacheco on like a normal day, like a sunshiny, just 80 degree day. Can you imagine trying to tackle Isaiah Pacheco on a day like tomorrow is going to be? It's negative nine degrees wind chill. It's the third quarter. You're already tired. And this is his 14th, 15th carry. To me, this is why you spend the investment on the offensive line that you have over the last couple of years. Like we have made it like, well, hey, as long as you protect Patrick Mahomes, everything's going to be good. And that is a fine philosophy to have. It's also a really good philosophy to have in a game like this in which passing conditions we don't believe are going to be ideal. That's why you went out and got Donovan Smith, the guy who has played in and won a Super Bowl. That's why you got Joe Tooney, first-team All-Pro offensive lineman, Creed Humphrey, one of the best centers in the National Football League, Trey Smith, the guy who's going to get paid, Juwan Taylor. You spent all that money. You spent all that money on that offensive line to go impose your will against a defensive line that is coming in completely banged up. Run the football. You don't got to go out there and play Marty Ball. It's not 1995, but it needs to be known who's going to be the tougher team, who's going to be the more physical team, and which team is going to be prepared to deal with the elements that's going to be out there at Arrowhead yesterday. And that should be your offensive line with all the money that you have spent. I think that's how the Chiefs have to win this game tomorrow. They win this game by being balanced. They win this game by controlling the line of scrimmage. They win this game by running the football effectively. We asked Binkley the exact same question. Chiefs win if, Dolphins win if. Here was his answer. Chiefs win if they <laughs> – it's, it's so simple, but it's, it's an old football cliche, but don't turn the ball over. Don't give them – because the opportunity is probably not going to be the whole bunch in this game. But don't give Miami those easy opportunities to score. Chiefs could need Harrison Butker, too, in this game. And those six field goals he had two weeks ago on the heels of missing back-to-back field goals and back-to-back games. Um, but the sick, they're going to need Harrison Butker, but just not doing stupid things when you're in the red zone. Penalties, untimely penalties, untimely turnovers. That Miami wins if they control the, uh, the running game because the Chiefs have had fits. The one weakness in their defense at times has been stopping the run. If they could control the clock, as we've seen teams, you know, get out that early lead, control the clock early. If they could continue that, we've seen teams stall. We saw the Raiders do that in Vegas. They got off to a 14-0 league. Should have been 17-0, but they missed a field goal. But they controlled the clock in the beginning. If they could control the clock with that running game, because they will be running the hell out of the ball in this game. I don't think it'll be Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell who should be playing in this game. 
I think Miami's best chance to win this game is threefold. I think it's winning the turnover differential because Kansas City has been prone to giving the ball away. I think it is Tyreek Hill going crazy, and I've got the numbers for you top of the hour that hasn't really been a pathway for the Dolphins in games against good football teams, hasn't really been the pathway for the Chiefs to give up 100 yards to top-flight receivers. They have done well against all of those guys when they have come against them this season. Or it's Devon A-Chain who didn't play in the first matchup making a couple of big plays and turning things in your favor. If you want to point out a weakness for the Chiefs defense, you can run at them. We've seen that before. You can run on Kansas City. I don't trust that you can throw on Kansas City, especially not tomorrow, but you can run the football against Kansas City. The same way that we are talking about Kansas City being diligent and they need to control the line of scrimmage, it is equally as important for the Miami Dolphins to do the exact same. And if Miami is the team that is more physical up front, if A-Chain is the one that gets going, you open up the play action, which frees things up for Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and you make a couple of plays downfield, then an upset is possible. The Chiefs are four-point favorite in this game. You get three for being at home. Think about that. They're a four-point favorite in a game that I have not seen a single person pick Miami this week. A lot of it is how Miami is played. A lot of it is the weather. Four-point underdogs win all the time in the National Football League. It is not a foregone conclusion that Kansas City wins this game, especially with how they have been in the ball control department and how they've been with ball security. This team turns the football over, and when you turn the football over, you leave yourself open to be upset by any team in the National Football League. We asked Zach Krantz the same question. Chiefs win if, Dolphins win if. Here was his answer. Chiefs win if they can control the line of scrimmage and not let any of the Dolphin defenders get to Pat Mahomes. I think if they can control it, they're going to win that game and Dolphins are not going to have a shot. And the Dolphins win if that run game is what we all expect that run game to look like. And I'm talking about 40 to 45 rushes split between two or three guys and that offensive line playing good. One of the most, one of the craziest parts of this Dolphins team this year has been how well that offensive line plays at times. And it's like their 10th, 11th, or 12th different starting lineup and that for that front five. So, yeah, if the Dolphins can run the ball as well as they want to, Dolphins have a chance. If the Chiefs can hold that line of scrimmage and just dominate that line of scrimmage, I don't think the Dolphins have a chance at all. That was Zach Kranz who joined us earlier today. If you want to check out his interview, you can do so on the podcast page, 610sports.com, also the Odyssey app. I expect this game to be close and competitive late just because most Chiefs games this season have been close and competitive. This is not an offense or a team that has really shown that they can run away from you in the way that they have in years past. If this was the old Chiefs offense, I think they would win this game 31-13 to despite what the weather is. Just you were unable to stop Kansas City's offense. That's just not the kind of team that they've been so far this season. I'm still picking them to win this game. I still think they are going to win this game. I think they are the better team than the Miami Dolphins. But I've had a very simple formula for Kansas City in advancing in this postseason. We are now here. There's no more tomorrow. There are no more mistakes. There are no more yeah buts. They'll figure it out. And It's go time. It's postseason time. This is when the cream rises to the top. Run the ball, play good defense, control the line of scrimmage, limit mistakes. 
And if that is the formula that Kansas City can do and replicate over the course of the next three weeks, I think they're going to be a really difficult out in the postseason. Or if this team is still defined by mental mistakes, drops, interceptions, fumbles, penalties, turnovers, this is going to be a very, very short January for a team that is accustomed to playing well and advancing in the postseason. Coming up on the other side, I got some numbers about the Miami Dolphins and You guys have heard me say that Miami is a big class team, a big school team that only beats up on small schools. I've got stats to back that up. I'll give them to you. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 